Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning, Vince Bielski. And I love this report, this investigation, as you look toward, you know, what I would call maybe unwoke education and why it works and where it's working. Hi, Don. Good morning. Hi. That's right. The, um, what this school is doing that the school district is that I focus on is doing and several others around the country is they are grouping kids by their academic abilities. And that may sound like a natural common sense way to run a school, but today it's very controversial. Today in many parts of the country, the model is let's throw all our kids together in yes. one classroom because that's how you achieve a quality of education. And the problem is uh, we have a country where the top student can be five grades above the levels, academic levels, of the lower student in the same classroom. And teachers can't teach when the kids have such a wide range of abilities. Um, nobody else would run a, a, a business with such diverse set of employees trying to do the same thing. But here we're trying to run schools where students are just not on the same page academically. So what these districts are doing is they're saying, let's break kids up by their ability um, so we can target, customize and target the instruction to them. I mean, some fifth graders are reading sophisticated novels, Harry Potter series, stuff like that, while the other kids in the same classroom are still figuring out how to sound out words. So this makes sense. and. Importantly, what they're also trying to show is when you separate kids by ability, it doesn't mean all the kids of color, the African-American kids, the Latino kids, aren't going to get shoved into the low-performing tracks and stuck there. America did that about three decades ago, and that was an old approach that, that didn't work because it doesn't also work for us to take kids like that and set them aside and just say, we're going to give you simple stuff to do. So what's novel about this, Don, is they have found a way to elevate the academic performance of these low-performing kids as well. So the model works for everybody, but it's not accepted in many parts of the country because it looks at children by their ability, and that just sets off all sorts of red flags in certain places, particularly big cities, perhaps like yours, but certainly in New York, in San Francisco, in Seattle, in Los Angeles. So so I really wanted to to, to really spotlight an approach to public education that's actually working, and hopefully more folks will take a look at it and say maybe we can give this a try. 
Yeah, and as we talked to Vince Bielski here about this, you know, real clear investigations report, which I think is fantastic as a mom with kids still in school. My boys are, you know, teens, but they, when they were little, went to Montessori education at a local little school in Philadelphia. And in a way, the school-wide cluster grouping that you're talking about, it reminds me loosely of that Montessori type of of learning where you take kids and you break it down so there are smaller groups. And a lot of times it affects the teachers because sometimes teachers will have maybe two assistants that will help them. And I don't know how the union maybe navigates. So there could possibly, I think, maybe there's a teacher's union issue going on here. But when I look at this, I think it's a great idea. And the fact that you go through and you talk about the pressure that's on in even in cities like you talk about in New York or I could see, you know, in a Philadelphia here. Why? Because we have failing schools and parents are desperate for their kids to get a better education, a public education. They are, and they should be getting a better education. I live in New York, um, and in New York City, where my own son went to high school and went to school from kindergarten through high school, I should say, um, just recently, the, the Department of Education in New York decided to eliminate almost all of its selective middle schools. What that means are middle schools where, you, where students need to have a certain grade point average and certain test scores to be admitted. This was the way New York City was trying to separate kids by ability. Um, and these middle schools were very much liked by parents. They were performing very well, and New York City decided to get rid of them, which seems just um, um, crazy. And the reason was is because there were so few black and Latino kids being accepted into those programs. So it might, and that's not a good thing either. We don't want our low-performing kids all shoved off into a separate school right. and told you're you're not smart, you can't learn, because that doesn't help them either. All kids have the ability to learn. So what what, what I'm trying to show with this story is we can take high-performing kids, low-performing kids. They can exist in the same school, but we just have to be smart about what we do. So let's break them up into groups um, such that teachers have a narrower range of skill levels in their classes. You don't want a class where half the, where a quarter of the kids can read a Harry Potter novel yes. and the other kids are reading kindergarten sound-out books. That's what we have today in many schools, and I think a lot of people don't realize how severe that gap, how wide that gap is for learning. So let's rearrange uh, the students. Let's cluster them in appropriate groups so there's not such a wide range. That makes teachers better able to do their job. Teachers want to teach. They want to see their kids learn and grow. That's why they're in that profession. It's very hard to do that right now. Why are the test scores in the United States nationally not rising? Um, they, you know, two decades ago, we were on the upward trajectory. Now we're flat. Even before COVID, we were flat. Um, well, we're just not, teachers aren't able to do their jobs in, in many districts around the country. So I think we have to put politics aside at school boards. We have to stop looking at education as a matter of equity or just as a matter of excellence. We have to start saying, what's going to work for the students and the yeah. teachers? Let's rearrange things. This isn't about social justice. This isn't about sending all your kids to Harvard. It's about pushing them all along 
as as rapidly as we can. And there's ways. What's what's hopeful here is there are school districts that are doing it, and more school districts have to pay attention to those. I think. Yeah, and I love everybody can read the article. It's at realclearinvestigations.com. Vince Bielski, the author here. And I love how you, you take us through the history that this, I talked about Maria Montessori, who more than a hundred years ago had perfected that so-called Montessori method. It's usually right. for younger children and then they integrate maybe second, third, fourth grade. But you talk about the, the model of customization that was developed by the late Purdue University professor, Marsha Gentry. And right. I love that you go through her history as somebody who was a, a smart girl who maybe ultimately was a valedictorian, but kind of struggled in school. Why? Because sometimes the smart kids, unless they're in that so-called gifted program, they're bored. <laughs> you yeah, know, they're, 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 they are bored, and we have to be careful as a society to realize what what's happening now in the classrooms I'm describing is the advanced kids are being neglected because the teachers justifiably. I have only so much time in a classroom and they, you know, put their attention on the kids who are struggling the most and they'll give it, they'll give an extra book or an extra worksheet to the smart kids and say, here, figure it out. You're already at grade level. I don't, you know, I don't have time to, to help you advance. That's not. And so the smart, uh, gifted kids and not just the, the kids who are technically gifted, which is, uh, you know, achieved through a per, test, but lots of, you know, hardworking, smart, you know, kids that are who can excel are not excelling. And we don't want that either. We want to bring up the bottom quarter, but we want to advance the top quarter because these are the folks that make big contributions to society and they're bored. And the the founder of this model, she was in a small little town in Michigan and it was, she was so bored with high school, (laughs) even though she was a valedictorian, she quit. She dropped out in high school, and she went to college. She just, she just, and she said, you know, okay, I'll get my diploma later. This is just ridiculous. Um, and then when she she became a teacher, and she noticed there were a lot of kids like her in her middle school classroom, so she started the gifted program in her school. Then she went off to get a PhD, and she decided, well, how can I how can I formulate this into a program? Which she did as part of her PhD dissertation. Then she did a big study in Michigan, testing school. She she basically took the model, found a school that that rolled it out. Here's how we're gonna we're gonna do ability grouping, and she tested the test scores in that school versus a school that didn't. Test scores went up. Voila, not a big surprise. And that was in 2000, and here we are in 2023, and maybe we have 100 or so schools that are doing it. So the pace of change in public education is so slow. And um, maybe that's just how it is in big institutions. But let's hope that, you know, school leaders can can put their agendas aside and say, how do we accelerate the education for all kids? And that that's what's happening with this model. As you say, there's similarities to Montessori where kids are able to move at their own pace. Um, and let's stop trying to jam all the kids in the same classroom and then, and then basically just try to, you know, triage, uh, and, and help, you know, the handful of kids that are struggling the most, because that's not really helping anybody. No, not at all, especially in this time post pandemic. So Vince Bielski, thank you so much for joining us today. And I love your hopeful nature. 
uh, I don't know, it's pretty contentious at some of our local school boards, especially in some of the suburbs. So I do love your hopeful glass half full <laughs> look and your investigative report is an important one. Thank you, Vince. Pleasure to talk with you, Don. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T Mobile.com. 